Chapter 11, Part 2 of Glimpses of Unfamiliar Japan, First Series by Lafcadio O'Hearn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11, Notes on Kitsuki. Section 9. Vast as the courts of the Oyashiro are, the crowd within them is now so dense that one must move very slowly, for the whole population of Kitsuki and its environs has been attracted here by the Matsuri all are making their way very gently toward a little shrine built upon an island in the middle of an artificial lake and approached by a narrow causeway this little shrine which i see now for the first time kitsuki temple being far too large a place to be all seen and known in a single visit is the shrine of tenjin as the sound of a waterfall is the sound of the clapping of hands before it and myriads of nin and bushels of handfuls of rice are being dropped into the enormous wooden chest there placed to receive the offerings fortunately this crowd like all japanese crowds is so sympathetically yielding that it is possible to traverse it slowly in any direction and thus to see all there is to be seen after contributing my might to the coffer of tenjin I devote my attention to the wonderful display of toys in the outer courts. At almost every temple festival in Japan, there is a great sale of toys, usually within the court itself, a miniature street of small booths being temporarily erected for this charming commons. Every matsuri is a children's holiday. No mother would think of attending a temple festival without buying her child a toy. Even the poorest mother can afford it for the price of the toys sold in a temple court varies from one-fifth of one sen note there are ten rin to one sen and ten mon to one rin on one hundred to one sen the majority of the cheap toys sold at the matsuri cost from two to nine rin the rin is a circular copper coin with a square hole in the middle for stringing purposes End of note or japanese cent to three or four sen toys worth so much as five sen being rarely displayed at these little shops but cheap as they are these frail playthings are full of beauty and suggestiveness and to one who knows and loves japan infinitely more interesting than the costliest inventions of a parisian toy manufacturer many of them however would be utterly incomprehensible to an english child suppose we peep at a few of them here is a little wooden mallet with a loose tiny ball fitted into a socket at the end of the handle this is for the baby to suck on either end of the head of the mallet is painted the mystic tomoe the chinese symbol resembling two huge commas so united as to make a perfect circle which you may have seen on the title page of mr lowell's beautiful soul of the far east to you however this little wooden mallet would seem in all probability just a little wooden mallet and nothing more but to the japanese child it is full of suggestions it is the mallet of the great deity of kitsuki okuni nushi no kami vulgarly called daikoku the god of wealth who by one stroke of his hammer gives fortune to his worshippers perhaps this tiny drum of a form never seen in the occident tsuzumi, 
or this larger drum with a mitsudomoe or triple comma symbol painted on each end might seem to you without religious signification but both are models of drums used in the shinto and the buddhist temples this queer tiny table is a miniature sambo it is upon such a table that offerings are presented to the gods this curious cap is a model of the cap of a shinto priest here is a toy miya or shinto shrine four inches high this bunch of tiny tin bells attached to a wooden handle might seem to you something corresponding to our occidental tin rattles but it is a model of the sacred suzu used by the virgin priestess in her dance before the gods this face of a smiling chubby girl with two spots upon her forehead a mask of baked clay is the traditional image of ame no uzume no mikoto commonly called otafuku whose merry laughter lured the goddess of the sun out of the cavern of darkness and here is a little shinto priest in full hieratic garb when this little string between his feet is pulled he claps his hands as if in prayer hosts of other toys are here mysterious to the uninitiated european but to the japanese child full of delightful religious meaning in these faiths of the far east there is little of sternness or grimness the kami are but the spirits of the fathers of the people the buddhas and the botsatsu were men happily the missionaries have not succeeded as yet in teaching the japanese to make religion a dismal thing these gods smile for ever if you find one who frowns like fudo the frown seems but half in earnest it is only emma the lord of death who somewhat appalls why religion should be considered too awful a subject for children to amuse themselves decently with never occurs to the common japanese mind so here we have images of the gods and saints for toys tenjin the deity of beautiful writing and uzume the laughter loving and fukusuke like a happy schoolboy and the seven divinities of good luck in a group and fukurojin the god of longevity with heads so elongated that only by the aid of a ladder can his barber shave the top of it and hote with a belly round and huge as a balloon and ebisu the deity of markets and of fishermen with a tie-fish under his arm and daruma ancient disciple of buddha whose legs were worn off by uninterrupted meditation here likewise are many toys which a foreigner could scarcely guess the meaning of although they have no religious signification such is this little badger represented as drumming upon its own belly with both forepaws the badger is believed to be able to use its belly like a drum and is credited by popular superstition with various supernatural powers this toy illustrates a pretty fairy tale about some hunter who spared a badger's life and was rewarded by the creature with a wonderful dinner and a musical performance here is a hare sitting on the end of the handle of a wooden pestle which is set horizontally upon a pivot by pulling a little string the pestle is made to rise and fall as if moved by the hare if you have been even a week in japan you will recognize the pestle as the pestle of a kometsuki or rice cleaner who works it by treading on the handle but what is the hair this hair is the hair in the moon 
called Usagi no Kometsuki. If you look up at the moon on a clear night, you can see him cleaning his rice. Now let us see what we can discover in the way of cheap ingenuities. Tombo, the dragonfly, merely two bits of wood joined together in the form of a T. The lower part is a little round stick, about as thick as a match, but twice as long. The upper piece is flat and streaked with paint. Unless you are accustomed to look for secrets, you will scarcely be able to notice that the flat piece is trimmed along two edges at a particular angle. Twirl the lower piece rapidly between the palms of both hands and suddenly let it go. At once, the strange toy rises revolving in the air, then sails away slowly to quite a distance, performing extraordinary gyrations and imitating exactly, to the eye at least, the hovering motion of a dragonfly. Those little streaks of paint you noticed upon the top piece now reveal their purpose, as the tombo darts hither and thither, even the tints appear to be those of a real dragonfly, and even the sound of the flitting toy imitates the dragonfly's hum. The principle of this pretty invention is much like that of the boomerang, and an expert can make his tombo, after flying across a large room, return into his hand. All the tombo sold, however, are not as good as this one. We have been lucky. Price one-tenth of one cent. Here is a toy which looks like a bow of bamboo strung with wire. The wire, however, is twisted into a corkscrew spiral. On this spiral, a pair of tiny birds are suspended by a metal loop. When the bow is held perpendicularly with the birds at the upper end of the string, they descend whirling by their own weight, as if circling round one another, and the twittering of two birds is imitated by the sharp grating of the metal loop upon the spiral wire. One bird flies head upward, and the other tail upward. As soon as they have reached the bottom, reverse the bow, and they will recommence their wheeling flight. Price, two cents, because the wire is dear. Osaru, the Honorable Monkey Note, why the monkey is so respectfully mentioned in polite speech, I do not exactly know. But I think that the symbolical relation of the monkey, both to Buddhism and to Shinto, may perhaps account for the use of the prefix O, honorable, before its name. End of note. A little cotton monkey with a blue head and a scarlet body, hugging a bamboo rod. Under him is a bamboo spring, and when you press it, he runs up to the top of the rod. Price, one-eighth of one cent. Osaru, another honorable monkey. This one is somewhat more complex in his movements, and costs a cent. He runs up a string, hand over hand, when you pull his tail. Torikago, a tiny gilded cage, with a bird in it, and plum flowers. Press the edges of the bottom of the cage, and a minuscule wind instrument imitates the chirping of the bird. Price, one cent. Karuwazashi, the acrobat a very loose-jointed wooden boy clinging with both hands to a string stretched between two bamboo sticks, which are curiously rigged together in the shape of an open pair of scissors. Press the ends of the sticks at the bottom, and the acrobat tosses his legs over the string, seats himself upon it, and finally turns a somersault. Price one-sixth of one cent. 
Kobiki, the sawyer, a figure of a Japanese workman, wearing only a fundoshi about his loins, and standing on a plank, with a long saw in his hands. If you pull a string below his feet, he will go to work in good earnest, sawing the plank. Notice that he pulls the saw towards him, like a true Japanese, instead of pushing it from him, as our own carpenters do. Price, one-tenth of one cent. Chienoita, the intelligent boards, or better, perhaps, the planks of intelligence, a sort of chain composed of about a dozen flat square pieces of white wood, linked together by ribbons. Hold the thing perpendicularly by one end piece, then turn the piece at right angles to the chain, and immediately all the other pieces tumble over each other in the most marvelous way without unlinking. Even an adult can amuse himself for half an hour with this. It is a perfect trompe l'oeil in mechanical adjustment. Price, one cent. Kitsune Tanuki, a funny flat paper mask with closed eyes. If you pull a pasteboard slip behind it, it will open its eyes and put out a tongue of surprising length. Price, one-sixth of one cent. Tin, a little white dog with a collar around its neck. It is in the attitude of barking. From a Buddhist point of view, I should think this toy somewhat immoral, for when you slap the dog's head, it utters a sharp yelp, as of pain. Price, one sen and five rin. Rather dear. Fuki Agari Koboshi, the wrestler invincible. This is still dearer, for it is made of porcelain and very nicely colored. The wrestler squats upon his hams, Push him down in any direction. He always returns of his own accord to an erect position. Price, two sen. Orogaheka kodomo. The child reverencing his majesty the emperor. A Japanese schoolboy with an accordion in his hands. Singing and playing the national anthem, or kimiga. There is a little wind bellows at the bottom of the toy. And when you operate it, the boy's arms move as if playing the instrument and the shrill small voice is heard. Price, one cent and a half. Jishaku. This, like the preceding, is quite a modern toy. A small wooden box containing a magnet and a tiny top made of a red wooden button with a steel nail driven through it. Set the top spinning with a twirl of the fingers, then hold the magnet over the nail, and the top will leap up to the magnet and there continue to spin suspended in air. Price, one cent. It would require at least a week to examine them all. Here is a model spinning wheel, absolutely perfect, for one-fifth of one cent. Here are little clay tortoises, which swim about when you put them into water. One rin for two. Here is a box of toy soldiers, samurai in full armor, nine rin only. Here is a kazekuruma, or wind wheel, a wooden whistle with a paper wheel mounted before the orifice by which the breath is expelled, so that the wheel turns furiously when the whistle is blown. Three rin. Here is an ogi, a sort of tiny quadruple fan sliding in a sheath. When expanded, it takes the shape of a beautiful flower. One rin. The most charming of all these things to me, however, is a tiny doll, Ohina-san, Honorable Miss Hina or Beppin, beautiful woman. The body is a phantom only, a flat stick covered with a paper kimono, 
but the head is really a work of art a pretty oval face with softly shadowed oblique eyes looking shyly downward and a wonderful maiden coiffure in which the hair is arranged in bands and volutes and ellipses and convolutions and foliol curlings most beautiful and extraordinary in some respects this toy is a costume model for it imitates exactly the real coiffure of japanese maidens and brides but the expression of the face of the beppin is i think the great attraction of the toy there is a shy plaintive sweetness about it impossible to describe but deliciously suggestive of a real japanese type of girl beauty yet the whole thing is made out of little crumpled paper coloured with a few dashes of the brush by an expert hand there are no two ohinasan exactly alike out of millions and when you have become familiar by long residence with japanese types any such doll will recall to you some pretty face that you have seen these are for little girls price five rin section ten here let me tell you something you certainly never heard of before in relation to japanese dolls not the tiny ohinasan i was just speaking about but the beautiful life-size dolls representing children of two or three years old real toy babes which although far more cheaply and simply constructed than our finer kinds of western dolls become under the handling of a japanese girl infinitely more interesting such dolls are well dressed and look so lifelike little slanting eyes shaven pates smiles and all that as seen from a short distance the best eyes might be deceived by them therefore in those stock photographs of japanese life of which so many thousands are sold in the open ports the conventional baby on the mother's back is most successfully represented by a doll even the camera does not betray the substitution and if you see such a doll though held quite close to you being made by a japanese mother to reach out his hands to move its little bare feet and to turn its head you would be almost afraid to venture a heavy wager that it was only a doll even after having closely examined the thing you would still i fancy feel a little nervous at being left alone with it so perfect the delusion of that expert handling now there is a belief that some dolls do actually become alive formerly the belief was less rare than it is now certain dolls were spoken of with a reverence worthy of the kami and their owners were envied folk such a doll was treated like a real son or daughter it was regularly served with food it had a bed and plenty of nice clothes and a name if in the semblance of a girl it was otokusan if in that of a boy tokutaro-san it was thought that the doll would become angry and cry if neglected and that any ill treatment of it would bring ill fortune to the house and moreover it was believed to possess supernatural powers of a very high order in the family of one sengoku a samurai of matsue there was a tokutaro-san which had a local reputation scarcely inferior to that of kishibojin she to whom japanese wives pray for offspring and childless couples used to borrow that doll and keep it for a time ministering unto it and furnish it with new clothes before gratefully returning it to its owners 
and all who did so i am assured became parents according to their heart's desire sengoku's doll had a soul there is even a legend that once when the house caught fire the tokutaro-san ran out safely into the garden of its own accord the idea about such a doll seems to be this the new doll is only a doll but a doll which is preserved for a great many years in one family note as many fine dolls really are the superior class of ohina-san such as figure in the beautiful displays of the ohina no matsuri at rich homes are heirlooms dolls are not given to children to break and japanese children seldom break them i saw at a dolls festival in the house of the governor of izumo dolls one hundred years old charming figurines in ancient court costume End of note. and this loved and played with by generations of children gradually acquires a soul i asked a charming japanese girl how can a doll live why she answered if you love it enough it will live what is this but renan's thought of a deity in process of evolution uttered by the heart of a child section eleven but even the most beloved dolls are worn out at last or get broken in the course of centuries and when a doll must be considered quite dead its remains are still entitled to respect never is the corpse of a doll irreverently thrown away neither is it burned or cast into pure running water as all sacred objects of the miya must be when they have ceased to be serviceable and it is not buried you could not possibly imagine what is done with it it is dedicated to the god kojin note not to be confounded with koshin the god of roads end of note a somewhat mysterious divinity half buddhist half shinto the ancient buddhist images of kojin represented a deity with many arms the shinto kojin of izumo has i believe no artistic representation whatever but in almost every shinto and also in many buddhist temple grounds is planted the tree called enoki note keltis willi deno viana sometimes but rarely a pine or other tree is substituted for the enoki End of note. which is sacred to him and in which he is supposed by the peasantry to dwell for they pray before the enoki always to kojin and there is usually a small shrine placed before the tree and a little torii also now you may often see laid upon such a shrine of kojin or at the foot of his sacred tree or in a hollow thereof if there be any hollow pathetic remains of dolls but a doll is seldom given to kojin during the lifetime of its possessor when you see one thus exposed you may be almost certain that it was found among the effects of some poor dead woman the innocent memento of her girlhood perhaps even also of the girlhood of her mother and of her mother's mother section twelve and now we are to see the honen odori which begins at eight o'clock there is no moon and the night is pitch black overhead but there is plenty of light in the broad court of the guji's residence 
for a hundred lanterns have been kindled and hung out i and my friend have been provided with comfortable places in the great pavilion which opens upon the court and the pontiff has had prepared for us a delicious little supper already thousands have assembled before the pavilion young men of kitski and young peasants from the environs and women and children in multitude and hundreds of young girls the court is so thronged that it is difficult to assume the possibility of any dance illuminated by the lantern light the scene is more than picturesque it is a carnivalesque display of gala costume of course the peasants come in their ancient attire some in raincoats mino or overcoats of yellow straw others with blue towels tied round their heads many with enormous mushroom hats all with their blue robes well tucked up but the young townsmen come in all guises and disguises many have dressed themselves in female attire some are all in white duck like police some have mantles on and others wear shawls exactly as a mexican wears his zarape numbers of young artisans appear almost as lightly clad as in working hours bare-legged to the hips and bare-armed to the shoulders among the girls some wonderful dressing is to be seen ruby-coloured robes and rich greys and browns and purples confined with exquisite obi or girdles of figured satin but the best taste is shown in the simple and very graceful black and white costumes worn by some maidens of the better classes dresses especially made for dancing and not to be worn at any other time a few shy damsels have completely masked themselves by tying down over their cheeks the flexible brims of very broad straw hats i cannot attempt to talk about the delicious costumes of the children as well try to describe without paint the variegated loveliness of moths and butterflies in the centre of this multitude i see a huge rice-mortar turned upside down and presently a sandalled peasant leaps upon it lightly and stands there with an open paper umbrella above his head nevertheless it is not raining that is the ondo tori the leader of the dance who is celebrated through all izumo as a singer according to ancient custom the leader of the honen odori note literally the dance of the fruitful year End of note. always holds an open umbrella above his head while he sings suddenly at a signal from the guji who has just taken his place in the pavilion the voice of the ondo tori intoning the song of thanksgiving rings out over all the murmuring of the multitude like a silver cornet a wondrous voice and a wondrous song full of trills and quaverings indescribable but full also of sweetness and true musical swing and as he sings he turns slowly round upon his high pedestal with the umbrella always above his head never halting in his rotation from right to left but pausing for a regular interval in his singing at the close of each two verses when the people respond with a joyous outcry ya to nai ya to nai simultaneously an astonishingly rapid movement of segregation takes place in the crowd two enormous rings of dancers form one within the other the rest of the people pressing back to make room for the odori 
and then this great double round formed by fully five hundred dancers begins also to revolve from right to left lightly fantastically all the tossing of arms and white twinkling of feet keeping faultless time to the measured syllabication of the chant an immense wheel the dance is with the ondotori for its axis always turning slowly upon his rice mortar under his open umbrella he sings the song of harvest thanksgiving note first unto the taisha sama of izumo second to irokami sama of niigata third unto kompira sama of sanuki fourth unto zenkoji sama of shinano fifth to o yakushisan of ichibata sixth to o jizo sama of rokkakudo seventh to o ebisu sama of nanaura eighth unto hachiman sama of yawata ninth unto every holy shrine of koya tenth to the ujigami sama of our village japanese readers will appreciate the ingenious manner in which the numeral at the beginning of each phrase is repeated in the name of the sacred place sung of end of note ichi wa izumo no taisha sama e ni ni wa niigata no irokami sama e san wa sanuki no konpira sama e shin ni wa shinano no zenkoji sama e itsutsu ichibata o yakushi sama e roku ni wa rokkakudo no ojizo sama e nanatsu nanaura no oebisu sama e yatsu yawata no hachiman sama e kokonotsu koya no otera dera e toni wa tokoro no ujigami sama e and the voices of all the dancers in unison roll out the chorus yaha tonai yaha tonai utterly different this whirling joyous honen odori from the bon odori which i witnessed last year at shimoichi and which seemed to me a very dance of ghosts but it is also much more difficult to describe each dancer makes a half wheel alternately to left and right with a peculiar bending of the knees and tossing up of the hands at the same time as in the act of lifting a weight above the head but there are other curious movements jerky with the men undulatory with the women as impossible to describe as water in motion these are decidedly complex yet so regular that five hundred pairs of feet and hands mark the measure of the song as truly as if they were under the control of a single nervous system it is strangely difficult to memorize the melody of a japanese popular song or the movements of a japanese dance for the song and the dance have been evolved through an aesthetic sense of rhythm in sound and in motion as different from the corresponding occidental sense as english is different from chinese we have no ancestral sympathies with these exotic rhythms no inherited aptitudes for their instant comprehension no racial impulses whatever in harmony with them but when they have become familiar through study after a long residence in the orient how nervously fascinant the oscillation of the dance and the singular swing of the song this dance i know began at eight o'clock 
and the ondo tori having sung without a falter in his voice for an extraordinary time has been relieved by a second but the great round never breaks never slackens its whirl it only enlarges as the night wears on and the second ondo tori is relieved by a third yet i would like to watch that dance for ever what time do you think it is my friend asks looking at his watch nearly eleven o'clock i make answer eleven o'clock it is exactly eight minutes to three o'clock and our host will have little time for sleep before the rising of the sun end of chapter eleven part two